Hello and welcome to the Raw podcast brought to you by the Sunderland Echo. My name's Joe Nicholson and we're back for another preview podcast ahead of Sunderland's championship match against Swansea City at the Stadium of Light. And as I'm sure anyone who is listening to this podcast will be aware, it's been quite an eventful week on Wearside with uh, head coach Michael Beale leaving Sunderland and the announcement that Mike Dodds will take charge of the team until the end of the season. But we're going to be looking at Swansea today and Sunderland's next opponents, how they're shaping up. So we're joined by Luke Davies from the Swans Cast podcast for the second time this season. Uh, Luke, how's things? I imagine it's not been quite as eventful as at uh, Swansea as it has been at Sunderland, but still quite a, an eventful few weeks there. Uh, yeah, maybe not so eventful as to what's gone down this week, but we have mm. had a managerial change in ourselves from when we played you last time earlier in the season. And uh, yeah, it's not going perhaps as planned so far, but I'm sure we'll get in to discuss that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, as you mentioned, a managerial change at Swansea. The last time Sunderland did play Swansea, Michael Duff was in charge of the Swans back in November. They've now brought in Luke Williams uh, from Notts County. And just looking at his record since he was appointed on the 5th of January in the league. It's one win, one draw and five defeats. So what is the view of him among the Swansea fan base since he's come in? Uh, The view is actually not too bad. Uh, He was brought in to kind of reverse to a style of play that we kind of lost when Russell Martin went and we employed um, Michael Duff. They wanted to maintain the passing approach that Russell Martin brought and unfortunately, Michael Duff was a little bit of a detached from that and it didn't really go down too well. I think when you're not really playing the way the fans expect, quite often you need to be bringing results and Michael Duff wasn't able to do that, which is probably why he found himself on the wrong end of the sacking, um, I guess. So Luke Williams being brought in is a return to what we had before, just maybe at the worst time of the season or a very difficult time of the season to kind of try and reintroduce that style of play. He was actually here under Russell Martin as an assistant uh, manager a few years back in, in the first season Russell Martin spent at the club. And um, I think there's a bit more patience when the fans can see he's trying to bring in a certain approach. However, when he's sitting, what is it, four points above the relegation zone, it does come a point where that patience can only go so far. But to caveat that, I think you mentioned the form there. A lot of those games, we basically played, I think, all of uh, the top six uh, within that period, other than West Brom, mm-hmm. who we actually only played one or two games prior. So within the last eight or so league games, we've played all of the top six. So I feel like that's important when looking at our form because hopefully, you know, when now we've got those out of the way, we can start looking in the right direction. But time will tell on that front. Yeah, just uh, looking at the, the games now. Yeah, played Leicester, played Leeds, played Ipswich, um, played Hull as well. Who are now in the yeah. in the top six? Uh, Southampton. Yeah, so some very tough games for for William to come in and to start his kind of um, campaign as, as Swansea manager. But uh, what's kind of changed since his appointment? Since he came in, because there was about a month, wasn't there, between Michael yeah. Duff's sacking and then his appointment. Um, the caretaker boss Alan Sheen was in charge for about a month, yeah. and I think they got some decent results around there but what's kind of Williams done since he's come into to Swansea yeah he actually got a win against West Brom and the other win mm. we had in that period was against Hull so two of those difficult games we did get a positive result from but um the main change and uh the new manager Luke Williams is 
again, like I said just now, we're going back to this more passing style of approach, keeping the ball, being a bit more patient with it. Um, as, as maybe if you can remember the way we played under Russell Martin the last two seasons for anyone that might have uh, seen the games between the, the clubs maybe last year. Similar approach, but there are differences. Um, obviously, it's not the same manager, it's not exactly the same. Uh, Luke Williams coming from Notts County, where they did play a similar style of football, but a far more attacking, open and expansive, scoring a lot of goals in the process. But what has come with that and what did come with, it, with him this season so far anyway, when he was at... Uh, Notts County was a lot of goals being conceded so he's implementing a very high line high defensive line and so far that has been exploited uh, quite a few times by these teams at the top end of the table a little bit frustrating on times I'm I mean I guess he's got a plan going forward and he wants to introduce this game plan now he doesn't see the point of not really you know wasting time just getting over the line and starting again next season he just thinks let's just get stuck in and develop it as soon as possible but there's been issues with the high defensive line maybe the center backs are a bit too slow if the the line gets broken to kind of recover and it's been a few too many goals i think since he's come in that have been conceded and opportunities where players have kind of ran in through from the halfway line and you're one-on-one from the keeper that early on in the pitch if that makes sense and that's a little bit frustrating to see but that's probably the main difference you'll see from us is we are quite far pushed up especially out of possession uh trying to win the ball back and obviously when we got the ball we try and slow it down and frustrate the opposition and we we have been playing some good stuff uh there has been some good moments with that but also there is some hairy moments as you can imagine playing around the back where if you yourselves do a high press on us some of the players that perhaps weren't used to playing this way under Russell Martin, as they weren't here at the club at the time, have been a bit panicky when it comes to being under high pressure in the wrong end of the pitch, maybe around their own box, and then their decision-making not being great uh, when it comes to that pressure. Um, just to name one that struggled a little bit with is Bashir Humphreys. And, yeah, it's one of them where you want to make a decision quick, you play a pass, it's the wrong pass, goes to the opposition... Or you try and maybe do a turn to, to take the opposition on and you just turn into a corner and lose the ball in the wrong part of the pitch and it's just causing us trouble then. But we used to that. We had that for two seasons in the Russell Martin. So hopefully it can just kind of iron out the crack soon. Uh, we can start picking up some results because, as, as I said, we are heading down the wrong end of the table at the moment. Mm. Yeah, I read Williams' comments after the Ipswich game, Swansea's last game, which they lost... 2-1 and he, he said some of the goals the, the goals they conceded were, were ridiculous is the way that he, he called yeah. them and conceding straight after Swansea equalised as well didn't they it was just a yeah. couple of minutes after that they, they went 2-1 behind then ended up losing the game 2-1 but you've mentioned kind of there what he's kind of changed and going back to that kind of more possession based style how do you think they will set up at the stadium of like will they still come and try and dominate the ball because coming away from home against the Sunderland side that's are still pushing for a playoff place, even though they've dropped a few points behind. A lot of teams will come and put men behind the ball, but it doesn't sound like maybe Swansea would want to do that. They're still going to try and dominate possession. Is that how they'll approach it? Yeah, when we go to the when we go to away games at the moment that um, may be a lot higher in the league than us and can be a tricky game, we might not necessarily get the high possession stats that we're trying to achieve and trying to aim for, and maybe what we mm. did get uh, in the last two seasons. But we're not also then compromising by setting up defensively and putting men behind the ball. It's just a case that we haven't quite got there yet with the control and 
winning the ball back in areas we want to win it back and then maintaining it and keeping it all of the time. So we won't change the way we're playing. You just might see more of the ball than a high possession opposition would normally allow when it's embedded in, if that makes sense. Mm. Um, we did get 60% possession against Ipswich uh, in the last game. Not mm. that it Away as well, the, yeah. Uh, no, well, we were home in the last game, but not, not that it mattered in the result. But um, I wouldn't imagine any difference. We were set up four at the back. Uh, Luke Williams mm-hmm. did try a five when he first came in. So there's been slight tweaks here or there, but I think with the personnel he's got at his disposal and the signings that he made in January where we only really brought wingers in, I think he's decided to keep the 4-2-3-1 uh, system as the, the go-to and the way he's going to develop the team forward. That's one of the priorities that he did was bring in some pace in wing uh, forward areas, uh, with Ronald in particular being one that has been a bit exciting, raising bums off seats. So yeah, I would expect a 4-2-3-1, um, a standard sort of... Uh, Four two three one, where you have the two conventional wingers and an attacking forward and someone in behind with two holding uh, centre midfielders. One will probably likely drop into the defence when we have a ball to make it more of a um, back three and allow the winger, the, the full backs to go forward because that's that's what he, he likes the full backs to bomb forward. But also then when we lose the ball, that's what can cause us problems sometimes because the 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 players are a little bit out of position and they struggle in the transition. Um, so I would expect whoever's partnering with Mac Grimes perhaps will sit a bit deeper. Probably if it's Jay Felton, Mac Grimes will have a little bit of a free role in the centre of midfield to keep us ticking. And usually when he plays well, Swansea generally play well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, looking back to that game in November, it felt like we didn't really get to see much of Swansea's better attacking players because obviously there was that red card early on for yeah. Charlie Patino. And then it just ended up with Swansea kind of hanging on, trying to take a point with 10 men, which is understandable given the numerical disadvantage. But who are kind of some of the key players in Swansea's side that Sunderland will have to watch out for on Saturday? Yeah. Um, Mac Rimes is the one I just mentioned now. is probably the yeah. key man because he, he's the captain. He's the, the man in the middle of the park. And when we play this style of football, as we have done to Russell Martin and uh, previous managers even before that, um, Everything goes through him, and he keeps keeps us ticking over. So we we want to recycle the ball left to right. You know, if it's not much on a patient approach, and it will go through him, and he will find the difficult passes, and he's got the vision and the eye for an opportunity to see where we can maybe break the opposition down. So he's the main person in terms of recycling the play and the direction uh, of the attacks. In terms of exciting talent, as I mentioned, new signing Ronald on the right wing. He's been a little bit of a breath of fresh air. We haven't really played with wingers for quite some time. We've been calling out for it and calling out for a bit of pace. And they brought it in, finally. He's a bit of an unknown. He came in from uh, a Brazilian team. Uh, the name escapes me, so I apologise I haven't got it in front of me. But he was actually on loan in the Portuguese Premier League up until January when we signed him. So he's been playing in a decent level of European football, but still a bit of an unknown player. No one really knew what to expect. But sometimes when you get someone like that, they they just get stuck into it and he's been sort of raising bums off seats since he's come in, running at defenders, uh, showing his speed, taking players on. And we haven't had that for a couple of seasons now. We've been very passing orientated, but quite sort of static when it comes to attacking, passing our way through the opposition, never really running past them or 
exploiting them in that way in the exciting way if you like but um he's brought a little bit of that so that's been good to see but another one i'll mention is josh timon on the second on the left back area probably a little bit more effective going forward when we play a wing back system which obviously we we've kind of not been adopting lately but when he's allowed to go forward even from a left full back position he's been picking up quite a few assists from that that role since um luke williams has come in very good at putting the ball into the box from wide areas. Quite often, low crosses. It's quite dangerous from to pick a person out in the box. It's just down to some of our strikers to perhaps uh, improve with their finishing, I think, with some of the opportunities that have been created. But he's definitely been picking up quite a few assists recently um, and been growing into his role at the club since the managerial change especially. <clears throat> when you mentioned it earlier, um, just looking at the table, Swansea 18th, in the league table, just four points above the relegation zone and on this run of just one win in the last uh, six, I think it is. Um, so how much of a kind of concern is there that Swansea are kind of dropping into a relegation battle among the fan base? What's kind of the feeling there? I think there is a bit of concern just because you look at the table and you start to worry. Uh, but I think when you also then think about the situation, you've got to be sensible in looking at who we have played maybe you could mm. argue we've been very unlucky in the way the fixtures have fallen and the timing of our new manager appointment because it was a month-long uh, search before we settled on him with the interim boss basically all of January uh, and, and sorry all of December and a significant mm. bit of January where um, he sorry I lost my train of thought there um, but yeah no the opposition that we play in I think it's, it is important because they're very difficult um, teams. Yeah. They're all in the top six. We did get two results out of them, as I mentioned, against West Brom and Hull. Uh, but maybe he's been a bit unlucky in implementing his style of play now at perhaps our most difficult run of fixtures in, in the season, which unfortunately it is what it is and that's what's in front of you and you've got to kind of like deal with that. But, you know, we haven't probably dealt with it the best in terms of the results. Some of the performances have been uh, decent, like especially going in the second half of the games, growing into games, getting better, giving a lot of those teams mentioned a game, especially in the second half. I think we were a lot better against Ipswich for the 90 minutes. The stats suggest that if you look at the, the actual stats from the match, but the scoreline again, we were on the wrong end of it um, and we were in the situation that we find ourselves. I mentioned the defence being a concern. Maybe it's it's been highlighted because we've been playing against the top teams in the league. So if they can sort of fix those problems now going into a run of fixtures where we haven't got any more of the top six to play for the rest of the season, it's going to be super important that we that we, we correct any of these issues that have been letting us down. So maybe you could say we've got the bad out of the way with implementing a new style against the teams we weren't expecting to beat anyway. Just unfortunate that they've come one after the other so that we mm. have fallen down the table to a dangerous area. But that only matters and you can only say those things if you do start turning around some results now against these teams that on paper you would maybe put as more achievable wins uh, to be had. And I think we have to play everyone that's below us in the league for a second time. Yeah. So in terms of a relegation battle, if you've got to play every team that's below you and there's about five or six of them, they're all six pointers, and if if you get over the line in just those games, you'd imagine that should be enough. So there's definitely plenty of time to look up the table, even not just save yourself from a relegation battle, but look up the table. But it's kind of like uh, the proof will be in the pudding, I guess, and mm. they've got to turn up and put the results. And it's difficult to say exactly where we are, 
until we start playing these teams now that are going to be coming up in the next few weeks who probably are more for us in terms of like getting wins, if that makes sense. Mm. Yeah, just looking at Swansea's remaining fixtures, they've still got to play Sheffield Wednesday, still got to play QPR, still got to play Huddersfield, Rotherham, who are bottom, Millwall on the last day of the season. Obviously, Swansea fans will be hoping that they're safe by that stage, um, but some big games coming up. But next up is Sunderland at the Stadium of Light. As we mentioned earlier in the podcast, a very eventful week for Sunderland with Michael Beale leaving and now Mike Dodds is going to take charge until the end of the season. Just from someone from the outside looking in, kind of what have you made of, of Sunderland's situation and and how they're shaping up ahead of this weekend's <clears throat> game? To be honest, I was quite sacked when uh, the manager got sacked earlier in the season, Tony Moore. Surprise, yeah. Um, mm. I didn't think the position in the table was necessarily that negative to suggest the managerial change was necessary but obviously mm. from the outside you don't know the ins and outs of what's happening on the pitch and anything behind the scenes that maybe suggests it is time for a change um, I guess when you look at what's happened since that decision even becomes more into question because they only lasted eight weeks with the guy that replaced him mm. and that clearly didn't work so maybe there was no ready-made replacement in advance of the sacking. I know I'm one to talk as a Swansea fan because we clearly had the same issue. But yeah. um, at least we had the caveat of being at the wrong end of the table and getting the wrong sort of results before we made the decision to sack Michael Duff. And I think that's why it's easy perhaps for our fans to compare against Sunderland because it was quite similar timings. I think these things happened originally. <clears throat> we were there sitting like not being able to win matches and I guess you were either in the playoffs or just outside the playoffs when Mowbray Just outside, that. yeah. And we were probably like a bit, oh, wow, they're sacking the manager from there. Like what's that say about us? Do you know what I mean? Um, obviously not necessarily worked with Michael B. I'll be honest, I was... Um, bit gutted that it happened this week and maybe not next week yeah. not to say that I think we would have gone up and beat you but maybe I would have felt a bit, a bit more confident because of the way you've been playing that if we are going to go and make our new game plan work and show that it is developing and moving in the right direction I think playing against the style that he was outputting in some of the games might have helped because we might have been able to have a lot of the ball and actually cause a bit of damage as a result you know so it isn't to be and I just hope there's not a new manager bounce, which would kind of suggest that all of the issues you've been facing of late would be down to the manager that was in charge. But I guess we'll have to wait and see on the weekend. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. If Beale was still in charge and Sunderland went a goal down, I think we've seen in the past that it could get quite um, quite un unsettling at the Stadium of Light. There were chants a couple of weeks ago when they played Hull of you're getting sacked in the morning from the home fans. So, but... Now under Mike Dodds is a, it's more popular, I think, with among the fan base, among the players in the dressing room. So um, I think that will be good for Sunderland um, going into this game. But we usually just finish, Luke, by asking our guests for a quick score prediction. How do you think the game is going to go on Saturday at the Stadium of Light? Um, I've done a couple of previews, I think, on, on our own channel as well. So I think mm -hmm. I'll stay consistent and um, maybe it's wishful thinking but I think we can perhaps go and get something from the game and I'll say a 2 all draw I don't think our defence is good enough to keep a clean sheet by any stretch mm -hmm. especially away from home at the moment up uh, in Sunderland um, but I do think we have been knocking on the door of scoring a few more opportunities than what we have shown um, in our results recently maybe one or two players have started hitting on it a bit more than they have been and 
haven't been as clinical as they should. And I think it's going to start clicking soon. So I'm going to say two all. Mm-hmm. I hope anyway. I would I would I would take a point away from this one. I think it would give us a platform to kind of build on now in these more achievable games and allow us to start looking up the table rather than over our shoulder. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I'm not sure it's going to be quite as easy for Sunderland as, as maybe people think with Swansea sitting in 18th of the table, as you mentioned. I've had a couple of tough games, um, went close against Ipswich last time, only losing 2-1, but I'm still going to go for a 2-1 Sunderland win. The last two games at home that Mike Dodds was in charge, they won against Leeds and West Brom. Um, his other game in charge, they lost away at Bristol City, but um, they kind of had a bit of a bounce when he took charge last time, and I think they will do so again this time. So I'll go for a 2-1 Sunderland win, but we'll, we'll see what happens on Saturday. Luke, thanks a lot for joining me on the latest episode of the Raw podcast. And if you like what we do here at the Raw podcast, uh, please consider subscribing on our YouTube channel, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts and leaving a review. We'll have live updates and analysis from the Stadium of Light as Sunderland face Swansea this weekend. Uh, We'll also have post-match reaction and analysis over on the website. So once again, Thanks a lot for listening to the Raw Podcast.